0: Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We're going to focus on the last day eschatology, on the coming of the Lord, but what will happen before then? Are there events that must happen? Is the imminent return of Jesus just any minute? We're going to see that many things need to happen before Jesus comes. Now, it is true. We are complete in Him and have need of nothing else. Colossians 2, 10-12 tells us that. However, what we have as the body of Christ experienced, there's still more for us to come in glory. For we go from justification to sanctification to our ultimate glorification. And this still remains to happen for no one has been changed yet our vile body fashioned like unto Jesus' glorious body, whereby he's able to do all things unto himself. Now we'll focus on two different popular beliefs and the Petra prophecy and the fig tree prophecy. Now we'll begin in the discourse, the Mount Elevate discourse in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. As we see in Matthew 24, Jesus talks about what will happen before the coming of the Lord and the end of the world, the end of the eon, the age. And he mentions, let no man deceive you by any means. And he starts talking about the things that will happen in last day events. But there's many ways to look at that. You have a historical view, you have a prejudiced view that believe that that Titus, son of Vespasian, in 70 A.D., literally fulfilled all the things that were spoken in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Others take a futurist view of it, that it still remains there until the coming of the Lord, the Son of Man, coming in the clouds of heaven, sending his angels to gather together his elect. And still there's others that believe impartial preterism, and a historical account. So as we take a look at it, what is the truth? We have to discern the temple, the iron, the physical brick-and-mortar temple, and Naos, the spiritual temple. Now, Jesus, as they were admiring the temple and the buildings of that temple, then Jesus said... Why well, stand you gazing at that? There won't be one stone left upon another. That shall not be thrown down. And we see that happen and fulfill in Titus of Vespasian in 70 A.D. Howbeit, there are many things that Jesus spoke in the Olivet Discourse that still have to be come to pass in prophecy fulfillment before the coming of the Lord, the second advent. That is, when he comes the second time with that sentence of salvation for the salvation of his saints, the people of God, the church. But what will happen in national Israel? Israel will be saved in one day, the nation Israel, but not in the church, but as the kingdom age in the nation Israel will reign and rule there in the earth and all nations will be blessed in Israel. And the Lord himself was set upon the throne of his father David, just as he spoke in Psalm 132.11. The Lord hath promised and swore in truth unto David that he, God himself, was set upon thy throne David. And we see that that is during the millennial reign. The Lord is there, Jehovah Shammah. And there will be an, a temple there for 1,000 years. And the body of Christ, during this time, are called as king's priests. And we will reign with the Lord for 1,000 years. But all the nations then, there's still death. The child, being 100 years old, will die. And they say, but he was only 100 years old. He was but a child. The wolf will lay down with the lamb. The lion will eat strong. The child will play upon the whole of the asp the adder, and nothing will destroy it all, and God said in my holy mountain. Well, this certainly hasn't happened yet. And they'll beat their swords into plowshare plowshares and pruning hooks, and there will be no war. They will learn more no more. Well, it's a time of the kingdom of God in the dispensation of the kingdom age. We're in the dispensation of grace now. But what will be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? That's the question that was asked by the disciples. And Jesus said to let no man deceive you by any means. And he goes on and says what will happen in the discourse of it, the various events. And we know there'll be nation against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. Well, we see that now. Wars and rumors of wars. Now, as we read in Matthew 24, we're going to go through the things. And then Jesus will say, when you see the fig tree casting forth her leaves, you'll know that summer's nigh. When you see these things beginning to come to pass, not just Israel becoming a nation, May the 14th, 1948, but all these things come to pass. Well, what things is he talking about? The things that he mentions in the discourse in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Well, let's see what they are. When you see all these things, and it would refer to the fig tree there. That is the sign of Israel, not only after the nation Israel, but the church as well, the spiritual Israel. We see that in Romans 2, 28 and 29. Paul stated, he is not a Jew that is one outwardly in the circumcision of the flesh, a natural Jew. But he is a Jew that is one inwardly in that circumcision of the heart, in the spirit, whose praise is not of man, but of God. Well, we find in Revelation, the second and the third chapter, in both Smyrna and Philadelphia, that some will say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Now we have covered that in a podcast, what that synagogue of Satan is. They say they're Jews and are not. They say they've had the spiritual circumcision of the heart and the spirit. And, but they have not according to Romans two, 28 and 29. Well, they may be born of the spirit, but not born of the water, have the gift of the Holy ghost, but not born of the water, in the circumcision of the heart and the spirit, which is only done by baptism. Many are in that state now saying that they are Jews, that they are God's chosen people, that they are right with God in the church, but they are not. Now we're going to see the election is by grace. And in Romans 9, 10, 11, Paul goes on and says that not all Jews are Jews, and he speaks about that Israel is not our all of Israel. It's not double talk. He's talking about the nation Israel, that he himself would be a curse for the salvation of nation Israel. Howbeit, he goes on and says that the true Israel, the spiritual Israel, is that seed according to the promise. Now, there's a nation Israel promised to Abraham in Genesis 12. I'll make of you a great nation. Then in Genesis 15, there we have the seed promised to Abraham. And of course, we, the body of Christ, are the seed of Abraham according to the promises. That's in Genesis 15. But God has not cast off his people whom he foreknew, the nation Israel. Blindness in part has happened to them because They sought about fulfilling the law by their own works. And at that they had a zeal to God, but not according to knowledge. They definitely had a zeal, but they went about fulfilling the law by their own works and by the works of the law, no flesh shall be saved. And they fell at that stumbling block, but through their fall that blindness in part has happened to Israel. There the Gentiles, the wild olive branch then was grafted in, the Gentile nation, to provoke them to jealousy. Now, God has not cast off the nation Israel. There will be a time that the natural olive branch will be grafted back into the vine until we see there's a time designated there. And that time is that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. The fullness of the Gentiles is that we, as wild olive branches, have been grafted into that vine. We stand by faith, and we were grafted in because of their unbelief. So through their fall, then grace came to us, it came to the Gentile nation. But through our mercy, it says Israel, the nation Israel, shall be saved. Now, how does that work? Well, after the fullness of the Gentiles be come in and the last uh, of that church there to provoke Israel to jealousy comes into salvation, then God will turn his uh, focus upon the nation Israel for the Father's sake, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, etc. For the nation Israel is still has the promise of the kingdom age, where Israel will be the nation that all other nations in the earth will be blessed in, according to Genesis 12. So for the Father's sake, they are beloved, and the gifts of calling of God are without repentance. This is their heritage. There we will find that in the day of the Lord, in one singular day, in Isaiah 66, before she travailed, before she had any pain, she brought forth her children. Now, the church will go into travail, a great travail. The woman uh, there in Revelation 12 is a sign. She's clothed with the sun, the moon and under her feet upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. And she's cried, travailing in pain, to be delivered. She brings forth a man-child caught up to God and to his throne. Now, many will say that's the nation Israel. But it's not, because we see at the letter verses in chapter 12 of Revelation, says the, the remnant of her seed, the woman's seed, are the ones that keep the commandments of God. That's the ones that love God and have the testimony of Jesus. To have the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, as we see in Revelation 19, 10. And that when John saw the man, and anyone knew the Lord, John knew the Lord, the Revelator. And he was about to bow down and worship him. And he said, See, thou doest it not. I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Now, remember, in Revelation 12, those that keep the commandments of God are the ones that love God. And they have the testimony of Jesus. And that's what we're seeing in Revelation 19.10. It's not in the nation Israel. It's the church as we see that the man says to John, I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Don't worship me. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, that spirit of prophecy is a small s, and the reason why is because the only way we can understand the words of the book of this prophecy and the revelation of Jesus Christ is through the spirit of prophecy, becoming one with the Lord. He that's joined the Lord is one spirit, but you have to grow from faith to faith, from glory to glory to that faith. That was once delivered to the saints. That is the testimony of Jesus. How do we know that? Because it states that in Revelation 12, the remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus, the church, In a higher glory, not a Pentecostal church, but a church in the last day glory in tabernacles for the work of the ministry in the ministry voice of Jesus and the peace of trumpets. We see that in Revelation 14, 12. And those that are the redeemed. Keep the commandments of God. Well, they love God and have the faith of Jesus. There's a testimony of Jesus, the faith of Jesus. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints, that we, the body of Christ, were earnestly to contend for. That faith that was once delivered to the saints. Well, that is the discourse that Jesus gives before the coming of the Son of Man, immediately after the tribulation of those days. That your play that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day for then shall be a time of great tribulation. Not since there was a nation, no, nor ever shall be again. And except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. Why? Because we see in Ezekiel 13, that Lord, and Ezekiel 21, that the Lord is going to pull his sword out of his sheath against all flesh, that all may know that he is God. There is none other. It will reveal that he is Jesus Christ, is the Father of glory. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. And see that it is drawn against all flesh, against the righteous as well as the wicked. The good news is the righteous will stand while the wicked will not. Who will stand in that flaming fire? Only he that is righteous, only he that is holy. So Jesus gives us this discourse and, and compares it to a fig tree when it casts forth the legs. You know that summer is nigh. Now there's a summer threshing floor. And that threshing floor is where we come over in Ezekiel that the glory of the Lord comes over the threshing floor of the house and then over the cherubim. Now we'll get into great depth. On our private website, date jcic.tv. If you are a minister or a believer in the body in the the body of Christ coming unto perfection, in the real Jesus, then we want to ask you to join us at jcic.tv, where you receive a username and a password. And for those that know that there are there's more coming for the body of Christ in glory to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man. We want you to join us there. Well, it's up and running very soon. When there Jesus stated that it's like that olive tree, uh, that Olivet Discourse, and we see the two olive trees, the two witnesses there in Revelation 11. They are the two olive trees. And it's the Olivet Discourse. And the glory of God... uh, And these living creatures, the cherubim, that literally the glory comes over from the sanctuary over the cherubim. That's a work of the ministry in the last days through the living creatures. We see that in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. It is these living creatures that preach the everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. We'll see that in Revelation 6 when one of the four beasts, they come and see. Jesus opens the seals and uh, the living creatures, lion, man, calf, and eagle, are the ones that proclaim it. On this discourse, when we're talking about the fig tree prophecy, we can also know as we read that Jesus said, when you see the fig tree puts forth her leaves, know that summer is nigh. As he also states there in the Gospel of Luke in 21, the same thing, the fig tree and all the trees of the field. It still means and says the same exact thing in the prophetic of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the events up to that. When we see in Matthew 24, let's see what things these are. And he's going to list them. And he says, take heed and no man deceive you. So there's a deception. And it will be great in the last days, for many false prophets are entered into the world. We have to try the spirits. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. That is, that Jesus Christ is the Father of glory. He is the Christ. He is that spirit. And is come is a present Imperfect tense that Jesus, the Spirit of God, is still coming in the flesh. That's until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. Then God's focus will go on national Israel, the nation. But he tells them, these are things that will happen. Many will come in my name, in the name of Jesus, and shall deceive many. A great deception in the name of Jesus. You shall hear wars and rumors of war. Of course, we know that. See that you be not troubled. Be not troubled. Be not shaken. Be not out of your wits end. These are just the beginning. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. There's still more things to come. Nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. When we see that, wars and rumors of wars, there shall be famines. We're seeing death and pestilences. We've seen Ebola. We've seen the AIDS. We've seen COVID-19 and earthquakes. We have more earthquakes that are increasing in the last 10 years than all time since creation in diverse places. Now, he tells us what this is. This is just the beginning, the beginning of sorrows, the beginning of birth pains. Now, Israel, as soon as she travails, before she travails, before she even comes into pain in that day, in one day a nation shall be birthed at once. That's the day of the Lord. So the nation of Israel, as far as the Lord concerned, going into the kingdom age, where all nations are blessed in Israel, they will literally walk and and be blessed in the nation Israel, according to Genesis 12. That is not May the 14th, 1948, because we have the Iranian proxy trying to destroy Israel today and flying, uh, firing rockets into Israel, and we know uh, their intent is to destroy Israel. Well, certainly, the kingdom age is not here yet. Because at that time all nations that are in the earth will be blessed in Israel. Satan will be bound a thousand years, and uh, the Lord will be there and rule upon the throne of his father David. For the Lord has sworn in truth that David will not repent or turn from it, that of the fruit of thy body, David, will I God set upon thy throne? Psalm one hundred thirty two eleven. Well that hasn't happened yet. Well true, Israel's a nation. May the fourteenth, nineteen forty eight. But not in the kingdom age yet. and that is the focus when Israel have that kingdom restored to her. Now they asked Jesus that in Acts the first chapter. He is seen alive after his passion, after his resurrection, by many as 500 at one time, and he was about to send up to heaven. They asked Jesus at that time, Lord, Will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Will you set up the millennial reign? Will all nations are blessed in Israel? And Jesus said, it's not given to you to know the times and seasons that God has put in his own power, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Well, you should be witness to me in both Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, until they're in most parts of the earth. And the Holy Ghost was given. That was a church age, a dispensation of grace. But there's still the kingdom age to follow. And that is where nation Israel is birthed in one day. Before she travailed, she brought forth. Before she entered into pain, she brought forth her children. Shall a nation be birthed in once in one day? Isaiah 66 66 tells us that. It's birthed in one day. It went the day of the Lord. And we see that uh, we, we know that after the fullness of the Gentiles become in. That Israel, the nation Israel will be saved. And this all Israel, both nation, national Israel and the church, spiritual Israel will be saved at the coming of the Lord at the day of the Lord. And we find that in this day in Zechariah, at that ninth chapter. And he says uh, in chapter nine, Zechariah, verse 12, Turn ye to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto thee. When I have bent Judah, for me, filled the bow with Ephraim, and raised up thy sons, O Zion, against thy sons, O Greece, and made thee a sword as of a mighty man, and the Lord shall be seen over them, and his arrow shall go forth as the lightning. And the Lord God shall blow the trumpet and shall go with whirlwinds of the south. The whirlwinds of the south and know that summer's nigh. And he's talking about the day of the Lord. The Lord of hosts shall defend them and they shall devour and subdue with sling stones and they shall drink and make a noise as through wine and they shall be filled with bowls as the corners of the altar. When? And the Lord their God shall save them in that day, the day of the Lord. Not before then. Not three and a half years before in a Petra prophecy where they go into Petra for three and a half years. Israel is saved in one day and becomes that nation in which all nations will be blessed in in one day. Isaiah 66 tells us that. Shall a nation be brought forth in once in one day? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. That, for they shall be as the stones of a crown lifted up as an ensign upon the land. For how great is his goodness and how great is his beauty. Corn shall make the young man cheerful and new wine the maids. Now the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm of my holy mountain, cry. Alas, for the day, the day of the Lord cometh, it's not at hand. This is after the fullness of the Gentiles has become in. No pre-rapture for the church, pre-tribulation rapture. We find that we are to suppose that the rapture takes place in Revelation 4, and we stay, the body of Christ stays in heaven. At the marriage supper of the Lamb for seven years until Revelation 19, which is a total lie. There's no rapture there. We're caught up what? In a higher glory. We see that in Revelation 4, verse 1. There was a door open in heaven and a voice of a trumpet talking with me, John said, and saying uh, that voice of a trumpet, that's a trumpet voice of Jesus, that's the voice of the Lord God and it says uh, come up hither somebody said well that's a rapture no it's not it's a higher level of glory and i will show you things the things of faith which will come to pass hereafter that's not a rapture that's higher revelation it's not pentecostal revelation it's tabernacle revelation the Feast of trumpets so we will go through the tribulation the great tribulation that's the reason for the sealing of the servants of God in their forehead. Because in Revelation 9, in that fifth trumpet, that the key to the bottomless pit, the abyss, is opened, and locusts come out, and they they have power to sting with their tails and to hurt men that have not the seal of God in their foreheads for five months. And uh, that plague of the locusts will be as it was in the days of Noah. Jesus said so. Well, how long did the waters prevail upon the earth? 150 days, which is exactly five months in a 30-day prophetic month. Five months or 150 days is the exact time that the locust plague will be upon the men that have not the seal of God in their forehead. So the body of Christ must be sealed and the revelation there. We're going to see from revelation four all the way through that. We find that the servants of God, not national Israel, the servants of God, the ones called by his name are the ones that will proclaim his glory as that man child caught up to God and to his throne, having the testimony of Jesus the spirit of prophecy. We see that in Revelation 12. We also see in Revelation 10, John is uh, get to give John that revelation. He has to eat the little book. He has to take that out of the angel's hand. Now, we know the seven thunders are their voices, and John was about to write, and he said, see, thou write it not. It's not going to come that way. Then the angel had that little book, the biblio in his hand, and it's told John, take ye the little book out of the angel's hand and eat you all of it. This is all true. This is not in the sweet by and by. The body of Christ will come into all truth before the coming of the Lord, the second advent. Being grown up into Jesus in all things and all truth, that were not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And that's the reason he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Just as Jesus stated in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, in Matthew 5, he said, be you therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Not a suggestion, a commandment. And he gave a fivefold ministry for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And only the ones for the work of the ministry will be only ones that have grown up into Jesus in all things and all truth. That's imperative that we enter into all truth and are sealed that after we have received the word of God, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until we receive the promised possession. But there's different levels of sealing. There's one at uh, the newborn babes. According to the birth, there's a ceiling there. It's an engraving of an engraver of a signet. According to the birth, we see that in the priesthood in Exodus 28. According to the birth, but then there's another one, the, and the breastplate, according to the tribes, and that's according to the work of the ministry, what you're called for, your individual calling. And then he says, "I write unto you, little children, because you know the Father." For you're not only your sins forgiven for his namesake, you've known the father. There's another ceiling. It's an engraving of an engraver, an engraving of a segment. Then we don't stop there. We go to young men. That's 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I run to you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you have overcome the wicked one. They're overcomers. That's Revelation, the second and third chapter. Then we come to, I run to you fathers. That's the Zoe the living creatures of Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. And they are the ones that will declare and preach this everlasting gospel for all the world to the witness of all nations and then the end will come. So the ceiling there is not national Israel. It's the church of the living God. And then after this gospel has been preached in all the world for a witness in all nations and the fullness of the Gentiles are come in, the last Great call, he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is wicked, let him be wicked still. And the kingdom declared. Then God turns his attention in that day, the day of the Lord, unto Israel. And it's saved in one day, the nation Israel. And then he gathers those nations, not the church, the nations, the righteous nations, on his right hand and the goats on the left. These are the unrighteous nations. And the ones on his right, the righteous nations, will go into the millennial, not being as the church where they have been glorified, taking on their eternal spiritual body. They will go in with their fleshly bodies, and there will still be death during the millennial but all nations will be blessed in that nation Israel. And in Micah 4, all those nations will walk in the names of their gods, little G-O-D-S, judges. And some of the, the obedient, the ones that have done the will of God, be thy ruler over five cities. Others, be thy ruler over 10 cities the reward according to your works that you have done and rewarded for, reigning and ruling as kings and priests during the thousand-year millennial reign with the Lord Jesus Christ. These nations that are saved of the righteous nations will walk in the name of their gods, judges. But we, the church, will walk in the name of the Lord our God, or there'll be one king over all the earth and his name one, Zechariah 14. So it's not where national Israel is left after the rapture and they go into Petra. It's nonsense. In and in for three and a half years. It's the church that is told by the Lord, pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day, These are the ones that you're going to be hated of all nations for his name's sake, for the name of Jesus. And some of you, they're because to be put to death for the name of Jesus, not the nation Israel. Not called by the name of Jesus. They have not received and had their eyes opened yet to the Hamasherah, Ben David, the Messiah, son of David. They, some... There, if they still believe, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, born of the water for the remission of their sins and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, they're still grafted in. But until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in, then all Israel will be saved. The spiritual Israel, God comes for the salvation of his saints, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with well, the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. That's the last trump. That's not the seventh woe trump, where it's filled up the seven vials, were it's up the wrath of God. It's the very last trump of God, not the seventh trumpet. And with that trump of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up the, together to meet the Lord and in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. And we see that in 1 Thessalonians 4. How be it? At that time of the day of the Lord, they will see the ones, uh, the tribes mourning, every tribe apart, Israel, the nation Israel, and the families apart, weeping. For they'll see their Messiah. And they'll say, where did you get the nail prints in your hand? And these I received in the house of my fellows. Jesus came to his own, his own received him not. But in that day, the Israel will see their Messiah, the Hamashik bin David, the one they've been looking for. And because they will mourn, every one apart, because they have seen and will see that they have literally crucified their Messiah. But they'll be saved in one day not in the church, they'll go into the kingdom promised them from the foundation of the world, the kingdom, age of a thousand years. And all nations there, Egypt, Assyria, all will be blessed in Israel. And every every nation will go up once a month to the place where the Lord Jesus is there, Jehovah Shammah. Holiness unto the Lord upon the bells and and the horses will be holiness unto the Lord. Any nation that does not come up, the nations that do not come up, will be smitten with the plagues and no rain upon that nation. We see it in Zechariah 14. That is not the nation Israel as a church preaching the everlasting gospel to all the world for witness in all nations. That's the church of the living God. Those are the ones that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. So the Petra prophecy is a lie. That Israel, there, the nation Israel, will be during the seven years of uh, the church pre tribulation raptured out, will go through great tribulation is a lie. It's not the nation Israel, it's a church going through a time, times and a body of time of great tribulation. The truth will be cast to the ground. He will prevail against the saints, those that are sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body. The church will literally shed their own blood there in the testimony of Jesus shedding their own blood. And the blood of the saints and the prophets will be found in her. But then at the day of the coming of the Lord, in one day, Israel, the nation, will be birthed at once and he will go and put, the Lord Jesus will put and place Israel over all the nations of the earth for 1000 years and will set up his temple there and he will build in that millennial his temple. The Lord himself will. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there for he will be there present and everyone will go up to worship him for all will know him from the least of the greatest. For the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. So don't be deceived. All these things must come to pass. We find it in Joel that there is a nation that will come upon God's land and it's marked all the trees, even all the fig trees and all the trees of the field, not just the fig trees, all the trees of the field, all mankind. We find it in Jeremiah also. The second vision. That he sees, what do you see, Jeremiah? I see a seething pot and a boiling pot. And the face thereof is toward the north. For out of the north a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land. Not just Israel. All nations. God has spoken it. And it will come to pass. We find that in Joel 1 that, there, that nation has barked all the trees of the field. The branches there are made white. And we find in Isaiah 6 that, is that Isaiah 6? It might be Isaiah. Let me take a look. In Isaiah 6, he states, in that day of the Lord, And reading there in verse 13. And when the Lord hath removed men far away, the day of the Lord, and there's a great forsaking in the midst of the land, Verse 13, but yet in it shall be a tent and it shall return and shall be eaten as a teal tree and as an oak whose substance is in them. What is that? The substance is the substance of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. He goes on and says, when they cast their leaves, the so the holy seed will be the substance thereof. The holy seed is Christ. And that's barked all the trees, even all the trees of the field, a little time of great tribulation. So the basic bottom line is the church will go through great tribulation. She will, at that time, the devil will have... Come down from heaven, the dragon, the serpent, the old scorpion, the devil, having great wrath, knowing that he hath but a short time. How long? Time, times that three and a half years, 42 months. But at that time, the man shall cut it forgotten to his throne, becomes a perfect man in the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. Those are the ones that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. And he said, pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For well, that shall be a time of great tribulation. Such as never was such a nation. No, nor ever shall be again. Except those days that be shortened. There shall no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, the church of the living God, it shall be shortened. And he goes on. In Revelation 12, it tells us, what is that flight? Like? Well, there's two wings of a great eagle given to the woman, the church where she flied into the wilderness. Well, it's a Jesus ministry. When Jesus came into his ministry, the first thing uh, the spirit did was drape Jesus into the wilderness there to be tempted of Satan. Well, where is the body of Christ going? Well, two wings of a great eel given to the woman, where she flied into the wilderness. Well, where she hath a place prepared of God where she's nourished from the face of the serpent. That's not Petra. That is wherever the Lord leads, where the carcasses, is, that the eagles will be gathered together. It's a place prepared of God, where the body of Christ is nourished from the face of the serpent for a time, times, and dividing of a time, three and a half years, 42 months. That's the same time that God gives power unto his two witnesses, the church in Revelation 11. These are the two olive trees, are the two candlesticks, which are the cherubim of glory, that's the church in higher glory, in tabernacles, in the ministry voice of Jesus, the beast of trumpets. And we'll go into depth on the jcic.tv, on the private website, for those who want to get into the depth of the word of God in these great truths, and we will take questions and comments there at jcic.tv, which will be up and running uh, in a very short period of time and probably in less than a week. Been working on it. We've just about got it ready to go. We want to invite you to come and be with us. JCIC.tv. Don't be deceived. We find that somebody said, well, it doesn't make any difference. If you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. In Amos nine, verse nine, There's a sifter. God has a sifter. It's the nations. And God will command and sift all Israel among the nations. And not the least grain will fall to the ground. God will lose none of his, of his harvest. Not a least grain will fall to the ground. There's a sifting going on among the nations right now. God uses the nations as a sifter to sift the chap from the wheat the holy from the profane, the righteous from the wicked, he that serves God versus he that does not serve God, he does it with the nations. Amos 9, verse 9. But look at Amos 9, verse 10. But I will destroy all the sinners of my people. My people, yes, Which say no evil, no tribulation, shall prevent nor overtake us they said, there's a sword there. Jesus said a sword. He stated that exactly the same in the gospel saying, you think I come to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword to set a man at variance. The father against the son, mother against the daughter, mother against the daughter-in-law, and a man's supposed to be those of his own household. There will be a civil war in the church. John 16, Jesus said, I have forewarned you that you should not be effect, offended. You know, the time's come, they're going to deliver you out of the synagogues, out of the churches. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killed you will think that he did God a service. Why? These things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me that Jesus is the Father of glory revealed. Just as Jesus said, you see me, you've seen the father. He states in John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, the father, you shall die in your sins." But that's the reason why they will kill you. Thinking they did God a service. Men's foes will be those of his own household. And that's that sword. That sword, Jesus said, I didn't come to send peace on earth, but rather a sword. And that sword, he said, I will destroy all the sinners of my people by the sword, which say no evil shall prevent nor overtake us. Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of heartless abomination of the earth, the false church that writes upon a scarlet colored beast saying that is that beast. The son of God is come in to flesh. She says, I said a queen. I am no widow. I will see no sorrow. Jesus said, these are the beginning of sorrows and we're going to go through it. We're going to be hated of all nations and some of us will be killed. And your patience possesses your souls. We find that in Mark, Mark, uh, Luke Luke, uh, 21, uh, Matthew 24, uh, Mark 13, Luke 21. We see that there. Jesus stated it. But... He said, These are the beginning of sorrows, birth pains, That this is going to be essential for the body of Christ to come to the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus, ceasing from their own labors. You'll see that in Deuteronomy 32. Is this not sealed up among my treasures? For the Lord will judge his people, not the nation Israel. The Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil. Well, the others say, well, no evil is going to prevent nor overtake us. That evil is tribulation. It's the Hebrew word wrath, trouble, tribulation. And the Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil, the tribulation. When he sees uh, their power's gone, not Holy Ghost power our power, everything that we've done in our flesh, in our own will, their power's gone. And there's none shut up or left. See, now that God said, I am God, and there's none other. Beside me, there is no other God. I know not any. There's no God, Jr. There's no second person the God, Godhead. Jesus is that God. He said, I kill, I make alive. I wound, I heal. Shall there be evil in the city? And I, the Lord God, have not done it. But the false church will say, we will see no evil. Mr. Babylon says, I said to Queen, I am no widow, and I will see no sorrow, no birth pain. And that's the reason she has averted and annulled the work of the ministry. You don't be deceived. God's doing it. God's doing it. Now, sealing his people by his word, those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the Real Jesus.